Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Conservatives love conservatives until they start keeping it real. And we, and we keep it real. This is the award-winning Wayne Dupree Podcast. Our political leaders have been lying to us for years. And no matter what side of the political aisle they're on, we call them out. If it's politics, entertainment, culture, elections, and anything in between, we're talking about it. And we back it up with smarts coming to you straight between the ears this is the award-winning wayne dupree podcast with your host wayne dupree lee blue eyes bella and hutch the godfather bailey jr fucking inflation the overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down no one's talking about this great, great deal. And the data shows that most of the price increases we've seen are were expected and are expected to be temporary. But I think over the medium term, we'll see inflation decline back toward normal levels. It's un- highly unlikely that's going to be long-term inflation that's going to get out of hand. If you take out those three categories, we've actually seen inc- uh, price increases that are more in line with uh, historical norms. The faster than expected increase in some of those prices is actually a good sign. This is something that will uh, settle down. Transitory. Transitory. (laughs) President Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, enthusiastically retweeted an economist who had said in part most of the economic problems we're facing, inflation, supply chains, etc., are high class problems. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. What is the grand home plan to increase oil production in America? Oh my God, that is hilarious. Why the tragedy it? of the short, the treadmill that's delayed. One White House official snarking, you're just not going to be able to get the jacket in 15 colors, but at least you'll get a jacket. If it turns out that what I've done so far, what we've done so far, is a mistake, it's going to show. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name is Wayne Dupree, and we are back and better than ever. Let me introduce... Godfather, co-host of the Way to Free Show, Hutch Bailey Jr. What's up, Hutch? Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to disappoint, but you know something. <laughs> I was trying to see Halloween. You should have seen it in Halloween. He had he had on the wig and everything. Yeah, it, it, it was crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an awesome. Uh, um, uh, uh, an awesome voice joining us today. Uh, she was a, well, she's still a co, she's still a co-host. Oh, gee. Yeah, she, yeah, mm-hmm. she goes back. She goes back on the Wayne Dupree show. Um, as a matter of fact, there's a photo out there of us interviewing President Trump at CPAC. That's her. Yeah. That's, that, that is Angel Fleming. What's up? What's Hi. Up, that was a long time ago. 
And yeah, you it know feels what? like it was just yesterday. That was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. And and oh, and by the way, this is year 10. This is year 10 of the Wayne Dupree show. I, I mean, oh. yeah, we're, we've been wow. doing this for 10 years. So, so and, just, just a little uh, insider information on Wayne Dupree. I remember <laughs> back when this kicked off, right? Yeah. I remember back when this kicked off. Wayne would be on Radio Row with me at CPAC, and it was phenomenal. I mean, phenomenal. And people just took to Wayne immediately. Um, no marketing required. And people, yeah. he, you just provide something that the people want, right? So that first CPAC that, that Wayne and I were co-hosts together, <laughs> I had to, he's like, well, uh, I'm tired. I think I'm going to go to bed. And I said, wait, you can't go to bed. First of all, it's five o'clock in the yes. afternoon. <laughs> and I said, um, but you have a public that wants to meet you. Get down there, yeah. you know. And, and so what's funny is, is the last CPAC I was with you on um, this past CPAC, what a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a different, I mean, everybody, people kept taking pictures and jumping into interviews. And it's like, you blew up overnight because you know what? I know this for a fact. You don't let anybody bully you into having an, an authorized opinion. You speak facts, you're open to ideas. And that's what Americans are looking for right now. I'll get off my soapbox, but I'm very I, proud of you. you know what? I'm I, glad to be here. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And one of the things that um, I've tried to do over the past 10 years and doing the show is surround myself with individuals that are clear with their conservative voice, too, that are passionate, that are passionate and that people can listen to. And you're like, you know, yeah, I mean, I think like that, too. Or, you know, man, I never thought about it like that, you know, and uh, when when I when I first got Hutch on the show, um, and it, it wasn't my accent. I, I I can't remember how we first talked, but I remember throwing him into the fire. Though I do remember that, and ever since Lord. then, that was time, that was a story all by itself, right there. Yeah, yeah. We we had a group called. <laughs> you know how you have the Muslim Brotherhood? Yes. Well. I had a group called the Conservative Brotherhood, and it was three black dudes, and we were, you know, man, you were gonna come on there and talk and everything and stuff. And uh, just in case you? nobody knows, I came from a predominantly white family. Yeah, no. Just in case, yeah. case you yeah. missed that, yeah. you know. <laughs> and and, and, and Hutch, second second show, second yeah, second, yep. second show. Hutch came on there, and I was like, "Hey, um, I'm gonna be late. I'm gonna be late." <laughs> And I know you probably can carry it because Hutch had the radio voice. Hutch has been in radio for a long time. Everybody hasn't. So I'm like, I want you to run the show. Hutch, said, well, uh, oh, okay, okay, uh, okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> when the show started, welcome to the Conservative Brotherhood. So now you got Hutch, <laughs> Hutch the right guy, just holding the discussion panel with. Uh, the rest of the black dudes are like, yeah, welcome to the conservative brotherhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was crazy. But it was. But um Angel and I was Angel, scared. I was yeah. scared. But I, was. Um, I didn't show it, but I was. The way the way that I met Angel uh ladies and gentlemen, I met her at CPAC and uh she was fine. So I kind of stuck close to her, you know. I was like, man, she's nice, you know, you know, she's but 
the more I got to talk to her and the more, and she sat down at the table and then we start interviewing stuff. And I know how I interview, but I'm listening to how she's interviewing. I'm like, damn, man, go ahead then. Yeah. See me coming. <laughs> I mean, I was like, man, she's asking all the right questions. She, and some of the people that were like, well, I, 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 come to find out that she has her, her history is in was with working with candidates. She worked with Herman Cain. She worked with some other candidates back then. Mm-hmm. She she knew the lay of the land and she had contacts. And I was like, got to. Why don't you join me a couple times too? You know, why don't you <laughs> why don't you come on over here? But no, no. I look. I was laying in the bed and she was downstairs and she was like, "Come on, you got to come down here." Yeah, but no, I don't do that. See, back. Well, you got to come down here. You want me to come up there and get no, 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 I'll be down, I'll be down, I'll be down. So, no, I mean, she she broke me out of my shell at CPAC, though. She did, she did. I, oh, and I that's just it. it. And I want your listeners to know this, okay? These circles are extremely small, okay? They are. They These are. big names that you see on social media and the, oh my gosh, if I could ever be in a room with these people, we watch them all grow up, me and Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We were in this before the great awakening we were in this before all of that and um we helped some of them you know learn how to wipe wipe themselves and button their pants (laughs) and and the thing is is that um all you have to do is show up you know what i mean show up be proud of who you are keep an open mind and an open heart but i'm telling you at these conferences if ever you folks get a chance listening to get to these conferences the connections are made off the clock the connections and the ideas are formed. I had some of the most amazing conversations with Herman Cain when the tie was loosened up and we're sitting around a supper table, just talking, just Mm -hmm. talking. You know, I actually changed his mind on a few ideas. I won't lay claim to it now because, you know, he's an amazing man, but I debated him on a few things and brought him to, I actually changed the minds of certain very large personalities uh, from being pro-abortion to pro-life. Mm-hmm. And see them proudly fighting that fight now on social media. And so well, I, you all know, you have to do is just trust that you're somebody and go out there and be a part of that change, which I know we're going to go into later about that way. So, yeah, I mean, I, I remember when I first met um, Herman Cain in Louisiana and he was coming out of the room and I was like, Mr. Cain, Mr. Cain, can I, can I, can I get you, can I get a picture? He was like, well, I'm getting ready to leave, but come on, come on. <laughs> and, you know, I came over there. He was like, what's your name? I was like, Wayne well, Dupree. He said, oh, I know you. You're a news ninja. <laughs> the news oh, ninja. Yeah. Hey, I forgot oh. about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Wayne yeah. 0.0. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he was like, I heard about you. Good work. Good work. I said, okay. And that and that's the same conference that I interviewed Trump at. And um, uh, real quick, uh, the guy who was running the media section, and it wasn't a lot of um podcasters down there for that GOP convention in New Orleans. It wasn't a lot. So the guy was like, you want to interview Trump? I said, who Donald Trump? The, <laughs> the, 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 um, the TV Trump Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, he's gonna come in here. Oh, oh I wasn't even dressed like for it and stuff, but I was ready. So I had my head down and the next thing I know, the whole room was getting dark. <laughs> oh, room was getting dark, and yeah, then I picked my head up. There's a big, gigantic, big dude, big that's standing right beside me. I'm like, 
What's up, boss? Yeah, Wayne is the smallest man yeah. in the room when Trump's <laughs> crowd rolls through. When it comes to that, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden I see Trump come through the doors, and it was like Moses, man. It, I mean, everybody mm. just went just like this. Bodies flying. Yeah, and, and and he came on. He sat down, and I was like, oh my god, I got Donald Trump in front of me. So you know, we did. So we went on with the interview and stuff. And and when the interview was over. I used to have those news ninja pens, right? The, the news mm -hmm. ninja pens. And he was getting ready to leave. I was like, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump. Here you go. And he said, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. You know, you know, with that little smile that he had. And yeah. And he put it in his thing. But no, um, yeah, I mean, I'm surrounded by friends. And um, I really, I really appreciate uh, uh them being there for me in the last 10 years. I really do. I really do. So um, one of the things that <clears throat> one of the things that I really want to get in today, we know that Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, celebrate is the wrong word. She wants to highlight. Commemorate. Co yeah, commemorate um, her disappearing last year <laughs> on January 6th. Where in the hell did she go? I don't know. But, you know, maybe we'll talk about it later in the show. But she wants to commemorate what happened on January 6th for the American public. And I bet you 60, 60 maybe 65% to 70% of the of the American people tomorrow is going to have I don't care attitude. Seriously, I, I really do. Maybe a couple might tune in, but the rest of the world is just going to keep on doing whatever they're doing. They don't care. They I, this is this is all kabuki theater for Pelosi. That's it, right, Hutch? It's it's that, and it's going to go all the way until next November. It's for the elections, you know. And, and, and uh, Angel has a insight to that. Uh, some things are already starting to come out in the press uh, concerning what they're going to try to do with this, and and it's all to. Uh, disqualify people. It's going to make people think that there really was an insurrection. It's the most amazing insurrection in world history. Nobody, no, no cars got burned down. The Capitol's still standing. Uh, the only people that got killed were Trump supporters. You know, it, it's uh, Kabuki theater is a good way of putting it. And, and it's uh, people that believe this. It just shows you that uh, we have some work to do intellectually in our country. Mm -hmm. I mean, we really do this. Uh, they're going back to tactics they used in the Civil War. Uh, I, again, I, I think, Adrian, you had something on that, right? Yeah, I mean, not, not, not to bring it out yeah. early, but. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, and I will touch upon that, Hutch, because I think this is extremely important. And the left is really show. And I, you know what? I'm going to stop myself from saying the left because it's not the left anymore. It is the establishment. The establishment has worked very hard to establish themselves as the sole authority in our lives. Now, what frightens me about this memorial memorial that Nancy Pelosi wants to dedicate to herself and all the survivors of January 6th, who is literally everyone, except for an Air Force veteran who was unarmed, I might mm -hmm. add. Um, we just spent how many years watching the establishment tear down statues, tear right. down memorials that commemorated big moments in our history, whether mm -hmm. you agree with those moments or not. These were memorials that showed what people went through the heartache, the sacrifice, it all played a very intrinsic role in the development of our country and the very colored history it has, pardon the pun. 
you know, and so the thing is, is that um, when we look at what Nancy Pelosi is doing now, it's like, okay, we're getting rid of all graven images that might even tie us to racism in any way, shape, or form, even if it had nothing to do with it at all. Abraham Lincoln's statue got torn down. Right, right. But we're going to start a new movement of memorials that we decide will show what history looks like. And does this not feel like Kim Jong-un putting his picture yeah. everywhere? Yeah. Does this not feel exactly, Hutch, 1984? Um, and to that end, and Wayne, if you want to segue, but I do have some information that just came out on Breitbart today on what the establishment intends on doing to disqualify some of these um, candidates that are suspected to be a part of the next red wave that's going to hit in the midterm elections. Yeah, yeah um, I saw, um, I have, earlier in the week, I think it was Monday, I said, if I was called, I didn't go to Washington, D.C., last January 6th. But if I was subpoenaed, I wouldn't do the fifth. I wouldn't take the fifth. I would get up there and do what I've seen other people do in front of Congress. I would sit there and tell them, yes, I believe that the election had, um, uh, that in various states had some real crazy things going on. I do believe that votes were uh, taken I or added. I, I do believe that things... And they would have to shut me up. Well, God darn, we we didn't want him to do that. The reason why I want Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell and Ted Cruz mm. and a lot of the others, the reason why I want them interviewed is because I want you, the American people, to see who is for us and who is against us, especially when it came down to the election. Because those individuals on January 6th, stood up there and blamed President Trump. Yep. They blamed Trump on January 6th. And many of you, I'm not saying, you know, I don't know okay. Americans have short-term memory these days. They don't have long-term memory anymore. They have short-term. So they don't remember a whole lot of what happened. There's a video out there this morning. I want to show you this because I think that all of y'all need to know. Ooh, did I get rid of it? Did Okay, here it is, right here. Here it is. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress. President Trump is responsible for provoking the events of the day. The president's language and rhetoric crossed a line and it was reckless. The president needs to understand that his actions were the problem, not the solution. This is the... Those are Republicans. And, and those are they're probably the ones that are behind getting other Republicans, MAGA type, America first Republicans branded with this fake uh, insurrection. So to try to take them out. So with so even so even though I want them to be um caught in front of Congress and I and I I want to see them dance around this. I do. <laughs> I want to see them dance around it because and then I want President Trump to sit there and watch. I want him to really see who these people really are. Because sometimes, I mean, I, look, I, I know he's a great deal maker. I know that he um, he doesn't like to burn. Trump doesn't like to burn bridges unless somebody burns his bridge. And then he likes to tear down the village around the bridge so that they don't burn any more bridges. That's just how Trump is. I hope he knows. Do you think he knows? I don't. I, I mean, honestly, I really... 
No. I mean, no, I saw an article this morning, right before the show, I saw an article that Lindsey Graham is taking credit for Donald Trump changing his address from the 6th to his Arizona rally. I saw that, too. It, um, it was Lindsey Graham and, and Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram, yeah. Yeah. Laura, I'm I mean, thinking he can't be taking advice from these people. I think it's good advice, but I, I, I don't think that – I hope he's not taking counsel with Lindsey Graham. Man, Lindsey Graham is not his friend. Do you really think that it was good advice for? He'll have a much bigger audience. Yeah. But I mean, now, after thinking about it last night, when I heard about it, I was like, okay, okay, smart move, smart move. But when he first announced it, I was like, yeah, don't let them have the narrative. Right. You know, come out, come out on the same day and kick him in the teeth so that they aren't winning that narrative like that. But, you know, I mean, you know, if he, if he wants to move it to, uh, to the, to the Arizona rally, you know, that's what not. But Angel, you also you also have some um, some news that I think our audience needs to hear because m- maybe they haven't heard it yet. Sure. Um, so this is in regards to the midterm elections, um, which has been you know the buzzword. It's just nonstop. You're getting hit with. Election, 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 election. Um, and we, we heard yesterday and over the past few days that there are now 24 sitting Democrats that are no longer going to be running for re-election in Congress. And so we think, yay, red wave, awesome. Uh, but here's something that Breitbart posted today uh, from Joe Pollack, that the Democrats are actually going to seek to disqualify certain Republicans from re-election uh, Mark Elias, who spearheaded the uh, Russia hoax, um, that conspiracy theory that made it all the way to the FBI and spiraled into what we know to now be the Obamagate issue. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, this gentleman has decided to use a provision from the 14th Amendment, uh, which is post-Civil War, that was crafted to disqualify former Confederates or anyone who shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to enemies thereof from holding office. So they are now, if you have not, if you have not spoken out against January 6th, if you have not shared in the shock, horror, and dismay, if you do not hold the establishment opinion that January 6th was the greatest act of terrorism to ever have been had on American soil, if you don't believe those things, you may be disqualified from ever running for office again. Kind of reminds you of Hunter Biden's laptop. So it makes you wonder. Embedding the enemy. Yes. And it makes you wonder, like Wayne, you were saying before, all of these Republicans that came out so quickly to throw Trump and and other red-blooded Americans under the bus for January 6th. You know, people ask me, hey, Angel, if you weren't in the military, would you have been involved in January 6th? Because I was active duty at the time. Mm -hmm. And I laughed and I was like, you know, thank God I was in the military because I have done just that plenty of times before. I launched my career on storming Congress. I mean, when the Obamacare issue came up and they gave us all copies of the Obamacare bill and told us to confront our senators, we took the Capitol by storm. Many were arrested for trespassing. You know what I mean? And sure, were there broken windows or anything like that? No, but 
there's also an argument of who actually broke those windows, and they're not releasing any of the information. None of the tapes are being released, right? Nancy Pelosi wants you to believe right. that this is the greatest terrorist act that has ever happened on American soil, but they're not releasing any information on it at all. Um, so I'm just thinking to myself, thank God, this, this has changed. Americans aren't allowed to protest anymore. Because Basically. there was nothing wrong with sitting in and locking arms in Congress in the 60s and 70s. And there was nothing wrong with Occupy Wall Street or Black Lives Matter or right. anything like that. They all go after their Capitol buildings. I mean, you remember Occupy Wall Street camping outside every federal building in every city? I remember that. I, I mean, remember well, Wisconsin it, when, yeah. when uh, Walker was governor of Wisconsin. Yep. The freaking union showed up. I mean, yeah. organized yeah. union thugs showed up there. Yeah. yeah. And how do they organize that quickly if it's spontaneous and grassroots, one exactly. might wonder. And here's the thing is, I was watching that live feed almost a year ago today. I was watching President Trump speaking, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and he said, we're going to go down there. We're going to stand in front of the Capitol. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, the mainstream media is going to have a field day with the way he chose these words. But Trump mm -hmm. is careful in how he chooses. Yes, he is careful. He is careful. And that's why, and that's why I never I never um subscribe to the fact that he called for violence against the u.s capitol he didn't he didn't because i you watched know it live and i you remember cringing <laughs> you know how you know he didn't call for violence because there wasn't any and they would have played it if he would have called for violence over, they'd have, they'd have tore again. that capital down yes if they had a soundbite of donald trump calling for violence yep you would never stop there'd hearing have been it. violence exactly. you exactly. would never stop hearing exactly. it exactly the fact that they don't play, and that's the thing that you have to understand with the establishment, is when they don't show you the tapes, it's because there are no tapes, because they pay big money for receipts. They paid such big money for receipts, they want any piece of dirt that they can get their hands on, unless you're Jeffrey Epstein, and that's that. So, I, I mean, and that's the thing, is now what was a simple little protest in my opinion that was definitely overplayed definitely overreacted to sure are there going to be and set up yes and that's the thing are i i've been involved in many a protest and there are always the fringe element who take it too far on both sides right you yeah, have the, the counter protesters the people, that show up i agree with that i agree with the that. professionals there they tore down all the no trespassing signs yeah and that's the thing is and hut you're right like these things we are not allowed to have all of the information to. And, and the fact that the Americans aren't allowed to have all of this information, like you saw videos of Capitol Police welcoming people into the Capitol and escorting them around. And then and Ashley Babbitt gets shot in the face for trying to calm down a situation where somebody was pointing a gun at somebody unarmed and she was just an innocent bystander saying, let's just calm down and gets shot. So, you know, and there's so many details that go into this that we just we probably will never know the answers to, um, but they want you to know it was evil and they want you to know if you do not renounce it, you are the enemy and you will no longer have a voice in the public square, yep. period, period. And so are there are there spineless cowards within the Republican Party who just want to say the right thing so they can stay alive? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. And that's why and that's why that's why. Um, that's why I have been steadfast with wanting them on that hot seat. I, I mean, if they don't have all the names, I'll shoot them names. I, I mean, I'll, I'll give the Democrat names so that they can call them, so that I can sit right there and like, see, this person who y'all told me to trust the plan. These are the ones that I kept talking about when y'all were saying I was a that 
that um that um I was being so negative and stuff. The these were the people that I was talking about that were all in Trump's ear. They were massaging his fingers and kissing his feet and stuff. But then when everything came down to it, you didn't hear nothing before November. You didn't see I go back to 2012. I think it was 2012. Um uh, the night before the election, you had uh, Boehner, you had uh, all, all these Republicans in Ohio. It was a great celebration. People thought Romney was going to beat Obama. You know, they, it was a star study. It was a long walkway. You had all these Republicans out there. And stuff. You didn't have that for Trump in 2020. You didn't have you didn't have these Republican voices. This the same silent Republicans were the same silent Republicans. And I'll go back to Trump's tax cut. That's when I knew. Well, actually, I already knew that Republicans were against Trump before the track um, for the tax cut. But when the tax, but when he did that tax cut, we did a show, and I was like, these Republicans need to go back to their districts and back to their states, get as much radio time and TV time that they can get to explain. To the American people, y'all have something coming in February or yeah, the tax cuts are going to affect you and this is how much you're going to get. They didn't do that. They didn't explain it. They didn't talk about it. They left it for Trump. So the, so the Democrats came and they put their narrative. Yeah, it's only for, it's only money for the rich. You know, I, Same thing always, they always say. Money for the rich, money for the rich, money for the corporations and stuff. I was like, man. Granny it, eating dog food. They, these Republicans ain't worth a hill of beans, man. They're not because at best there are no vote, right? Like our favorite I mean, Dan Crenshaw. That's basically what it right? is. Uh, exactly. Thank you very much. Uh, at Dan best there Crenshaw. are no vote. What, what a fraud. What a was. I mean, and the thing is, is like they, there's something that happens when you send Mr. Smith to Washington. It's like immediately he gets addicted to crack cocaine and hookers. Yep, exactly. What is it? Yeah. What is it? Even the best of the best, they show up there. I guess if they're allowed in, right? Maybe they all uh, audition now, like AOC did. Maybe they all do. I mean, I've been out of the game for about a decade, so maybe it's changed. Maybe it is all a reality show, and they're they're only allowed in if they're allowed to play ball in X Y Z manner. But what's interesting, what you said, Wayne, is that nobody came out and was ready to present to the American people the benefits of anything that Trump no. was presenting. No, nobody, right. Right. nobody, right. and that speaks volumes a lot that there was almost no volumes. coverage of the tariffs on china one of the most brilliant moves yep. in economic american economic history right we're getting yep. our butts handed to us for 20 right. years yep. thanks mm -hmm. to richard nixon by the way yeah. and, and and all of a sudden somebody's going to fight back and nobody talked about it yep the only people that talked about it were a few farmers because they got bailed the hell out with that tariff mm -hmm. you know at least part of it uh, and, and, yeah a lot of jobs were saved because of that tariff i mean sure. not just farmers you know what I mean? Like that was the first, first major step towards making America great again. I'm from, I'm from Pittsburgh, man. I'm, I'm telling you, it's all about steel. Yeah. Right. I mean, there were things yeah. in that. And, and, and he came to this town and told us he was going to do that mm -hmm. before sure he was elected. Because sure I remember going, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was there, you know, and, and I was like, man, they just built a new plant, Gary, Indiana, you know, a new steel mill. Mm -hmm. and, and, and just things like that. It was, but you know, Angel, what you said earlier, uh, and and you too, Wayne. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's not a two party system anymore. No, if you and it and it didn't start with Trump. There were revolutionaries, if you want to call them that, in the Republican Party, tight guys like 
Rand Paul and, and things like that before Trump. And there was a guy named Angelo Codvila that wrote a, a brilliant article in the American Spectator back in July of 2010. And he laid this all out. He said it was titled America's ruling class and the perils of revolution. And he basically laid it out. He said, there's the ruling class, which it contains all those four Republicans that Wayne played earlier talking about it was Trump's fault, the ruling class and the country class. There's no Democrats or Republicans. It's us against them. Right. And until we figure that out, we're going to keep on. And, and you know, the sad part about it is something like 90% of incumbents get reelected. So, you know, we can all sit out here. People that don't live in Texas can say Senator Ted Cruz is speaking out of both sides of his neck and his wife belongs to the Council on Foreign Relations. He's a deep state <laughs> operative, right? But the people in Texas are like, no, nah, man, that's my Right, man. right, right, right. That's my and man. I, I, got, I got hate yeah. mail for talking about Lindsey Graham yeah, yeah. from South Carolina. You talk about short-term memory. Does nobody remember how Ted Cruz debated with Donald Trump? He looked like a petty teenager with yep. the name calling and the stuttering and then that weird campaign ad he did where it looks like him and his family were held at knife point. They were so <laughs> awkward. I mean, everybody forgets, but he here's the thing that I'll say about Ted Cruz. I think he's borderline an autist when it comes to uh, his knowledge of the legal system. He is a constitutional oh, yeah. whiz. Oh, yeah. Does oh, yeah. he leverage it ever? No. Right. So right. what's the point? What's the point? You know what I mean? He wants to be a part of the cool kids club, no matter what it may cost him and his family. And America has already said, uh, Ted, you're weird. Stay where oh, you're yeah. at. Yeah. Stay yeah. where you're at. Don't come any closer. Your main, your main cheerleader is Glenn Beck, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. You remember mm -hmm. that? And, 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 and let us, let us remember that the only reason why Ted Cruz stuck around, stuck around, stayed around so long. <laughs> sorry about that. That was Baltimore in me. Um, stuck around so long. <laughs> I spun that already. That's gonna that's gonna be a, a new phrase now. Watch, it's gonna trend on on Getter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne said stuck, so yeah, we, yeah, it stuck, it stuck around. Mm -hmm. But the only reason why Ted Cruz stuck around is because he rode coat, uh, Trump's coattails for the first four or five weeks. He didn't say nothing. You, you really didn't say, I mean, you really didn't hear too much about Ted Cruz while everybody was getting picked off. Rand Paul, yeah, you're kind of looking rough. That's probably why you at the end of the um, <laughs> Marco Rubio has small hands. Um, and, and oh, and 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 uh, small hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, he went after everybody except for Ted Cruz, and he even said that he likes Ted Cruz because Ted Cruz hadn't attacked him. That's what, it, and then it, he did, <laughs> and then he did. He was like, Well, and still thought he was going to be vice president. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, 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 he did. And that's but, the thing is, like, so uh, going back to what we were saying before, did Trump know? Did Trump know who was for him and who was against him? I think when you're surrounded by the establishment and you personally represent the American people through no other means than actual votes, right? I mean, because the entire system was against Donald Trump. He was laughed at from all sides, yep. all sides. He was Including laughed at. Including everybody up on vilified. that stage with him. 
Yes. Every every one of those other 15 guys. And if you like, guys remember when Donald Trump won and he grabbed Rince Priebus by the back of the neck and kind of shook him a little bit. <laughs> to me, that was symbolic of he's letting the GOP know that the American people have spoken and you guys are going the way of the dinosaur. If you don't fall in line, you're going to fall behind. And look at what's happened now. They've doubled down their log cabins and their bipartisan crap. They've doubled down on their idiocy. They have thrown all sense of knowledge and duty to their electorate aside to serve the establishment. And the establishment yep. has gone absolutely bat poop crazy. Bat poop crazy. They are literally pandering to Gotham right now. And now, they're still you, in charge. To your, to your point about the, the uh, Democrats all retiring and getting out of Congress and the red wave. No, that's a communist wave. Mm-hmm. They're going to get replaced with AOCs. Yeah, the there's Democrat that red party. you're really talking about. Yes, that that the, the Democrat Party is going to be run. It might not be run by him in person, but it's going to be the Bernie Sanders Party. Mm-hmm. He's eighty. He's going to be eighty, so eighty three or something like that. Well, yeah, because you have you have Obama's youth now fully adult. I mean, AOC uh, was, was Obama yeah, youth. Yeah, AOC yeah. was an Obama youth. And they really were waiting to have them rich and ready for the ripening, like they wanted it ready to pluck and put them in position. And now that the, you know, the establishment Democrats have done their time, they've greased their palms, they've done everything they can do, they're ready to pass the torch. And Hutch, I think you're 100% right. And I know I brought this up off camera, and I know Sidney Powell is kind of a polarizing figure for a lot of people, but we do have to remember she's a federal prosecutor. She's a brilliant woman. She knows where a lot of bodies are buried. And she said, mark her words, and I'm not quoting her here, but she said, if you think there is a two-party system, you are gravely mistaken because we have never addressed any of the issues that were brought up from the past election, and we owe that to the American people. Yep. Whether whether something happened or not, the fact that it was suspected, never investigated, and never brought to light for the American people means what they will do is this. They will coddle those of us who are wondering, was it was it voter fraud? I don't know. Was it? They're going to give you enough red seats to make you think, oh, wait, maybe there wasn't. Maybe there wasn't. They're going to give you enough red seats to think maybe there wasn't, but these red seats are going to be the red that Hutch was talking about. Mm-hmm. Republican or Democrat, it's the same party. It's going to be right. the same party. You're going to have a lot of Dan Crenshaws. You're going to have a lot of handsome, smooth-talking do-nothings who just yeah. are going to lay you up to the establishment. And unfortunately, unfortunately, and, I, and I'm going to qualify this, that I spent 35 years in the United States Army. Unfortunately, being a veteran doesn't mean anything anymore. No, no. No. I hate to say that it hurts no. me. To Actually, say that. You, guys can hurt you, got, you got three veterans up there right now telling you that being a veteran to, to, to them in DC right now. And the way that the way that leadership in the United States military has been corrupted. Mm-hmm. I mean, Millie, you're apologizing for a photo op with your commander in Washington after they burned a church down. I mean, come on, man. This is out of control. This is. And, and you know, I, I think here. one of the, <laughs> I'll tell you, one of the most, one of the most shocking things to me <laughs> was how many generals in the Donald Trump administration turned out, you might as well be a Chinese communist, uh, McMaster, mm-hmm. Mattis, all of you, Kelly, every single damn one of you, you all suck. And if we don't, you have, I hate to use the word, but you have to have a purge. Yeah. Well, you do. Well, and I remember, think the establishment remember, agrees. The establishment remember, agrees. <laughs> you, 
<laughs> you remember Miller came out and Miller was like, the Chinese is uh, I, I'm the um, the Chinese is not our enemy. Millie, white white rage. Give me Millie a break. Millie said that the Chinese they're they're not our enemy. You know he called the Chinese up and said, "Hey man, if we attack, I'll tell you. I'll let you know." Right. He right. should have been shot for that. Benedict Arnold rolled around in his grave. Said, "What? What did he say?" I'm telling you, man. I could and, and it just played on the news and nothing's happened. Nothing. Nobody, Nobody called the Chinese card, the nothing. People's Liberation Army. Our enemies. He had their back over his own yes, commander did. in chief. Yeah. Yep. Over his own kids. It's yep. certifiable. It's verified truth, and nobody's done anything. And this no. was the highest commander in the military. And where is he right now? He's eating beef tartare for lunch. Yeah, damn right. Um, hanging, hanging with the people hanging with Fauci. He's hanging with that Tony Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. I remember when when that when all this started happening. H.R. McMaster. I went to school with him. I know him. Mm. I don't know him real well, but I remember him from Valley Forge Military Academy. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, when this all happened, I put my head in my hands. I go, did I waste my whole life? Yeah. That what did I do here? And that hurts, man. I mean, it's, and for the rest of my life, that's got to be fixed. It's got to be fixed. That's why I'm here. And you know, yeah. Hutch, you, you touched upon a nerve there just a little bit. I mean, I, I was chair force, right? And I was a desk jockey. Still right. proud of my service. I was sure. willing to do anything, go anywhere. I knew the risks right. when I took that oath. And like you both, I mean, Wayne actually coached me into how yeah. to enlist, how to yeah. do, how to be a high flyer, how to fly <laughs> through the ranks. I mean, I, remember I, would, when call, you were doing I would call him Wayne yeah. all the time, like, yeah. oh my gosh, what am I doing? Um, and so there are a lot of folks like me, and I enlisted in 2017, right? So you guys remember a different military, not to age you, but I'm saying that there was... I retired um, in 2016. There, there was a pre... <laughs> yeah, so yeah, and you obviously it's saw cool, the writing on good. the wall. But when you enlisted, it was a pre 9-11 world. Um, yeah. yeah. And the pre 9-11 world, we we weren't ready to make a sacrifice of our freedoms for anything, anything. Um, and in post 9-11, uh, these youth truly have been raised to believe yeah. you can sacrifice everything for safety, right. though. Right. Everything. Right. right. Everything. You know what? You Oh, wow. Yeah. And so you then know. you look in this military now and these kids would not know. And no offense to the to those of you who truly are patriots. There are plenty of patriots that are still serving in the United States military. I talk to them all the time. Their consciences are constantly crossed and they don't know whether to stay in and try and affect change or give up and try to start something new in America. Like literally we're at that point right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are a large swath of American soldiers and airmen and Marine and Navy that they all wouldn't know an unlawful order if they heard one. They all don't know the constitution, even though they swore an oath to protect and defend it. Um, and I know plenty, I mean, close friends, close friends. I know plenty that secretly rioted with Black Lives Matter. You know, they take the uniform off, put the black mask on and away we go. Um, and I know plenty of them that are self-avowed socialists that are Bernie Sanders types that did think Donald in the Trump military. was evil. Oh, yeah, in the military. I've seen them, too. In the military. And I'm not saying they're a minority minority. They are not less than 10%. They are not. Gen oh, Z is a scary generation. There is a conservative movement that is happening within Gen Z, and I'm seeing them start to wake up. But I can't tell you how many times I had to play uh, like the work mom for a lot of these troops and explain to them like, right. this is why you should get a driver's license. 
this is why you should vote. You yeah, know, yeah. and it's like they don't even know these things. What were they right, taught? Right. But right. the thing you, people got to realize if they're that's why the general thing is so damn important. Because I don't care if it's now or if it was 1965 or 1979. Yeah. Yep. If the general says shoot, them boys are going to shoot. Yes. There's no question. About, I don't care who's on the other end. They're going to do what they're told to do. If the general same says way, the white the same man way is with the police, enemy, the white man right. is the enemy. The same way with the police. Yeah. Exact same way. And and what you said, the generational thing is a little scary. I mean, it I, is. I, I, yeah. I read this this article and it was a, a veteran, a combat veteran. Mm-hmm. They came back home and he's at a barbecue and like years later, and there's a kid there that was younger than he was. It's like his friend's brother or something like that, but he knew him and they're sitting around the barbecue. And all of a sudden the veteran realizes, Hey, you were, uh, you were military age at nine 11. How come you never enlisted? How come? Cause a lot of people did. They went in because of nine yeah. right. mm-hmm. 11. And, and he said, why didn't you, uh, uh, you know, get in the military or right? Oh, well, it never really occurred to me. Hmm. You look at all of our conflicts. I mean, World War II, they flocked. They had to turn people away. There were so many people coming to enlist. That's the thing. Like pre-9-11, we had a nation of men who ran towards the burning buildings, literally. And then post-9-11, we have a a whole generation that would rather be told what to do next. Or burn, or, it's not or, my job. Or, or burn down the building. Or burn down the building. We've seen that plenty of times too. We've you know, seen that plenty I mean, of times too. Yeah. But that's I mean, there's no, there's no ownership. There's no ownership of our country. You know, when Barack Obama sat up there it and, and it talked is. about America's exceptionalism uh, and, and just blew it out, like France is exceptional too. No, 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 yeah, no you yeah, don't yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. The, the default position in the world is gulags and slavery. Americans' exceptionalism lies with the root word, except. Except, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Not us. Yes. Yeah, know? I mean, yes. you know, that, I mean, I, again, again, I look at, uh, I look at ways that we can fix these things. Um, and you have to, many people, somewhere along the line, the idea of just going straight to Washington, D.C., to fix things for the American people became the norm or became the narrative. And once, once you start, if you haven't been around a farm, if you don't know anything about farming or whatnot, you got to lay seed. You got to lay seed for whatever you want to, to, to be your, your, um, your final product. You have to lay seed, let it grow to be whatever final product that you want. No, it, it, it never starts at the top. It always starts at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You have to be active in local community yes. politics. Yes. Because those are the things. The reason I go back to January 6th, because tomorrow is January 6th. The reason why the federal government couldn't do anything is because the states sent the stuff up there. The states sent everything up. The, the states certified these things. The state did all they did up there was rubber stamp. That's a, that's all they did. I mean, and, you know, they said, "Well, you know, well, uh, I mean, we're we're going to go with whatever we have by the constitution. We're going to go by our numbers, pick by numbers, one, two, three. This is this is what we do." The and ch- they unquestioningly 
rubber stamped, even if it meant doing it in the middle of the night when nobody was watching. Exactly. Oh, I, and and that's another thing too. And then Pence gets a military coin for it. We listen. Look, I listened to that thing <laughs> that night. I listened to it. I I mean, I listened to them. We're probably maybe one third, maybe two thirds of America went to sleep. But for us, we listened and we and we heard what the Republicans are. Yep. I affirm. Go. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Go. Oh, well, we're going to uh, talk about this. One. They talk about it for an hour. OK. Yep. We affirm. We affirm. You know, they all they did was play. All they did was run it out. They, they just ran out the clock to about yes. two or three or four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. All right. There we go. We certified everything. People are asleep. You know what? They ain't gonna do nothing. Okay. Uh, I mean, you look at you look at the cabinet, and you look at the judiciary, and they do the same thing with that. I mean, you you got Lindsey Graham on on the Senate Judiciary Committee approving every communist judge that Joe Biden puts out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna record pace exactly what what he's doing out of South Carolina. Yeah, is going to affect us for generations. You're going to see decisions in courts that you're not going to believe yeah. because of one guy. I'm already there. <laughs> I already don't believe this. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. How yeah. much worse can it get? You know, and any of us who've read the Book of Revelation, we know it can get a lot worse. Yeah. What do you, What do you do? You, 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 your leaders, when you have wicked leaders, that's when it happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we yeah, got I wicked. Mean, no. You're Crossed exactly the, right. Cross the globe. Exactly. The globe is the huge issue. And yeah, just to touch upon Wayne, what you were saying, you know, Tip O'Neill famously said all politics is local, right? Right, right. And so I'm running in my own little HOA here, right? I'm in an HOA and everybody voted for me. I'm brand new here and they all voted for me because they wanted change, right? And I'm nice. like, I just You're said, not running around with a ruler, are you? Make, you no. <laughs> Your grass is two and a half inches. Opposite, opposite. I'm the one that's constantly going through the bylaws and the rules and regulations telling the rest of the HOA, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that, right? But here's the thing is my neighbors think they voted for Mrs. Smith to go to Washington and now the HOA is fixed. Now, naturally, our HOA fees are going to come down because we finally sent one person who has some common sense. Thank you. Thank you very much. But they all let me know I'm outnumbered. They all let me know it's too bad because the residents don't pay attention. The residents don't pay attention, so they're going to do what they want. That should be a wake-up call. If you can't win voting in a tiny little HOA election... And you think by fixing it with one person, everything's going to change. No. If you want to know who's responsible for change, look in the mirror. Get mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying do HOA because it's so stupid. But, you know. <laughs> I lived in one of those ones. But, but school, I did it. I did it to stop the fees from getting hiked up. I right. did it because it's just insane. I mean, worse than inflation. It's just mismanaged. But I won't talk too poorly about them because they may be fans of yours. Um, but my point is, is that you have to get involved in the local government. They cannot get away with voter fraud if you are volunteering to be there on election day to be a poll watcher. Mm-hmm. This is the least we can do as Americans. And it is your right to do so. Yeah, it's a little inconvenient for civic duty, but for the future of your kids and your grandkids, if there is a future for them that we can really be proud of, it starts with little things like this, you know? You know, you know, Ted Cruz. Um, it's coming up on the midterms. Ted Cruz is throwing around. Yeah, um, you know, impeachment. If we get back in power, then uh, look 
there's possibility with possibility that we will impeach uh, Biden for uh, what is happening at the border. I'm like, yeah. Biden that, that's a irrelevant. lovely carrot, Biden isn't is it? Irrelevant. It's a lovely carrot that he's dangling in front of us. Kamal is talking about getting rid of Joe. (laughs) Jill is talking about getting rid of Joe. And Joe's not running anything. (laughs) You you want to get rid of somebody, get rid of Valerie Jarrett. (laughs) Get rid of Valerie Jarrett. You want to do something. Watch. Now, watch watch what happens when... now Now, this happened during the Trump administration when the, the media was asking... Uh, Trump and um, uh, Kaylee about the Democrats impeaching Trump. Watch this. Another, oh, go ahead. Sorry, another from uh, Todd Gilman, a fellow CC sure. rotation at the Dallas Morning News. Um, does the White House have a reaction to Senator Cruz saying um, President Biden may be impeached if the Republicans take back the House next year, specifically for the border policies? Well, uh, our reaction is maybe Senator Cruz can work with us on uh, getting something done on comprehensive immigration reform and putting in place measures that will help uh, make sure smart security uh, is what we see at the border, uh, taking a more humane approach to the border instead of uh, name-calling, accusation-calling, and making predictions of the future. Go ahead. Thank you, Jen. She didn't have no response. She didn't have no response for that. None. No, actually, what she did was brilliant. She blamed the Republicans. We'd have, we would have security by now if you would come to the table in a bipartisan manner. And it's the Republicans' fault. That minority Republican Party is holding us back from all that we want to do. And, and, and those and, evil Democrats, that mansion and that cinema, the yeah. two worst senators in the history of America. <laughs> and think about it, too. They passed that trillion dollar thing without republicans but they need republicans to come to the table to do the the same thing happened with obamacare they passed obamacare without no republicans but they did get on tv all the time and say these republicans don't want to jump on board yeah republicans are as useful as elf on the shelf it's great to scare your kids into behaving but it's not really going to do anything and let's remember who (laughs) kept obamacare in, in in law it's the republicans they yep. sure did. They sure mm-hmm. did. And uh, they vilified Trump every step of the way when he tried to strip that's it down. Right. And if it wasn't for McCain, if McCain would have voted for it, somebody else, they'd have found somebody else. Mm-hmm. Bob Corker would have been out there or one of them. I he mean, Scott have... Brown ran on putting it in the ground and instead yeah. turned around and betrayed the people yeah. Yeah. every chance he had and therefore lost his reelection. He thought he thought he was Hollywood, Hollywood, um, Hollywood uh, McCain by coming up there and him and his and, pickup truck. Yeah, they just need somebody in a pickup. his. They need somebody sexy to sell this. Grabbing his um <laughs> his his coat. <laughs> oh, yeah, McCain, right? You remember that? <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, he's showboating. It's the same guy that didn't. He claimed that he didn't read that dossier, but would do it again. <laughs> would do it again. He well, he's dead now. He's dead and gone. God bless his soul. But yeah. um, so that he would give that dossier to the FBI, no strings attached. That that's how everything started, ladies and gentlemen. We got, I mean, yeah, this this show was great. Got, you're ready to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, as you know, we do about we do a couple minutes on um, on locals <laughs> we do a couple of minutes on locals right after this is over so make sure it's always posted up by there by two o'clock so make sure that you 
Tune in, WayneDupree.locals.com. Use the code I support you. If just if you just want to try us out for a month, you, you I support you.com and uh join the community over there. We're gonna go last thoughts. Uh Angel's gonna be with us tomorrow. So um we usually go last thoughts here uh, right now. So Angel, last thoughts for today. Know that God has already won this battle. Okay. All you're called to do is fight. Have no fear. There's nothing that can stand against you if God stands with you. So just know that. We're going through some rocky soil, rocky, bumpy road right now. The American people are waking up. But no matter what happens, if you have God, you have everything. So love you all and God bless. Let me let me add something to that woke thing. <laughs> I I did say last week, we don't need woke. We need aware. And I know she's talking about, she didn't claim people were being woke. She said people were waking up. Mm-hmm. We're, we aren't talking about, I, that's different from the woke people. Oh yeah. I don't say woke. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's no. different from the woke people. <laughs> no, I'm not saying woke. Like yeah, there are yeah. 42 genders and you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, black yeah, people no. are worth more than white people. No, no, but people are waking up. Like right. they've been sleeping on their elected servants for too long. And I think they're now, you're seeing a lot of people regretting voting for Joe Biden and, I think I think there's going to be a lot of pain in this wake up for a lot of people. Some people are, you know, four boosters in and still don't understand what the problem is. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Do you think do you think um, because I've always said that the universe corrects itself. Do you all believe that the that when the United States get in, gets in a certain position, that it corrects itself automatically? It corrects itself out of maybe. Um, uh, decades or decades of the American spirit, but it usually corrects itself to where it changes things and it decides to go another way. Do y'all believe that? I do. And and I think, I think one of the things that we fall prey to a lot as mortals is that we all feel like I was born in 1961. So that's when the world started. (laughs) You know, it's not the case. This isn't the, the, this may end up being, the worst shape we've been in, but I'm going to say it probably wasn't. Right. I'm going to say, if you look back on our history, there's been some other perilous times uh, where presidents have tried to seize industries and all kinds of different things that have happened. So yes, I do. I think, but but I think the one thing that's a little different right now is how the education system has turned against our Liberty. You know, the, like you said about laying seed, now you got to look for, what are these kids going to do? Mm-hmm. They're being taught to hate themselves. You know, they're being taught to hate each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're being they're being forced like slaves to wear masks. Uh, how, and they're how all are, on pharmaceuticals at such a young developing age. Yeah. 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 And 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 like you said, in the late six no throughout the sixties, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think anything I don't think this country is as worse as the sixties. I don't except I really except don't. maybe in the fifties. Well, you know, you look at some of the experiments that were done. I mean, okay, but a president was killed, shot. Mm-hmm. Um, civil rights activists were killed and shot. Sure. The the the, the attorney general, the former attorney general, the uh, president's brother was killed, 
and shot, I shot and killed. I mean, it was happening like every week. Something was somebody was being killed in 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 prime time. Either it was on TV or whether y'all heard about these people. But I mean, maybe what's changed now is there are no gunshots. Maybe they just take no, a nap exactly. and make it look like somebody hung themselves. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. and here's the thing: is is time cyclical you know <laughs> history doesn't repeat itself but it often rhymes we hear all of these things and but here's something that we've never seen before that's completely unprecedented i mm -hmm. i was born in the 80s grew up in the 90s the 90s was the best time to be alive the best time to be alive it was just it's in my mind i, I like the 80s technology <laughs> the music the the free thinking you know yeah. what i mean it, nobody saw each other as skin color or gender in the 90s we hit like this perfect sweet spot in the 90s where everybody just did coexist they loved each other we were friends and then the people who felt left out got salty about it started their own religion like wicca or something and then you know <laughs> starts all over again but my point is is the one thing we haven't seen yet is the level of globalization and the danger that has to the American people. Just because we don't have slaves within our four walls, although we do, and we outsource most of it to Asia where it can't be seen. Even though we aren't burning Jews in ovens, we are killing them just as quickly in the mother's womb, especially in minority communities. The establishment has gotten very savvy on how to exterminate their enemy without the gun blasts, that without the screams in the gas mm. chamber. And now we're, we're worried about international banking. Um, mm. And those interests go beyond American borders. And so, you know, to ask if, if America will correct itself, I don't know. Did, did Rome? It, it needs people. Yeah. Yeah. It needs people to wait. And now I'll say this. There, were, there was Christians in the founding of the American government. And that might be something that gives us All of them. a little saving grace. A little saving grace might be the fact that there was saving grace in the designing of our documents. But, but if we but if we as Americans renounce that God. Yeah. But see, <laughs> but see, you the, got what you do. I mean, see, the thing about them is like they went to church on Sunday. Right. Back in the day, they went to church. They I mean, they. That's, that's where, where that's where a lot of them learned their politics in in church. And now these people today, Congress is their church. The money that that little money is their church. You know, they that's you know they're stuck in there. But I tell um, anybody who will listen, Joe Biden is as Catholic as King Herod was Jewish, <laughs> and he's exterminating the innocent in the same exact way. Yeah, he's he, he's dumb as hell, boy. I mean, no, you know what? No, no, he, he I mean, no, we're dumb as hell. Well, we we can question yeah. Joe Biden and his mental stamina right now. Yeah, I, but I if mean, you look at who he was over the course of his ugh, career, horrible racist, and yeah. and how he slips into that mindset, I'm yep. reading a book right yep. now. It's actually out of print. It's called Ma Margaret Sanger, the founder of modern society, the father of modern society, right? And the way that Joe Biden speaks sometimes, when he slips into those senile moments, he sounds a lot like Margaret Sanger. Mm -hmm. When he says mm -hmm. poor kids are just as smart and intelligent as white kids, white kids. Yeah. Yeah. Margaret Sanger. Yeah. Margaret yeah. Sanger. And so there's a thing where you start to wonder, where did Joe actually grow up? What circles was he running in? How did he stay alive when he was a mumbling buffoon this whole time? An embarrassment to his party. So well, what he, happened, you know? He couldn't, and have been, so, 
he couldn't have been too smart because he kept plagiarizing people and getting away with it so many times. He got away with it until he ran for president a couple of times. And Obama seemed to think he couldn't win as a black man unless he had Joe Biden on his arm. There's something about Joe Biden that I think we're all underestimating. He's here. A bully. That's all I'm. That's all I'm saying. Joe I Biden might know where all of the skeletons are buried. I do he agree does. with that to a point because I told um, Carl Higby and Carl Higby. Newsmax still owes me a hundred dollars because I because I told him that Biden was going to win the Democrat nomination. It's just something about him that is different, or something about him that was different than all the other Democratic candidates. The establishment just loves their racist white men. Biden's so a Biden is a bully. If you listen to other Democrats talk about Biden, Biden is a bully. With and no it comes floor. out. It comes yeah, out. Yeah, no, he he had up. some kind of brain operation, and he has a point. Where there's no filter. If he's thinking about it, he doesn't right. care who's in the oh, room. Yeah. He's going to say it. Right. When he gets in some right. voters' faces and threatens them yeah. and says, yeah, I'm not yeah, kidding. Yeah. Yeah. He, does mean, that that to others. he did that to other senators, too. I'm not surprised mm -hmm. by that at all. I'm not yeah. surprised by that at all. And knowing, like Hutch, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, his son's laptop. <laughs> the fact that that all went away. What's going on with the Unreal. Ukraine and Russia right now? Joe, that was all Joe Biden. And he Iraq. The initial route. Yeah. The most expensive embassy America ever built. Yeah. Half of yeah. that money yeah. went yeah. to the Bidens. Yeah. yeah. You look at yeah. Burisma. You look at the dealings with China. You look at all of that. Joe Biden's name is in all of it, as are Nancy Pelosi's and Mitt Romney's, among others. But the fact of the matter remains is Joe Biden is a common denominator. And who knows? He may yeah. have threatened people Good like, I'll, I'll sing the best song of all of you if you just don't let me have commander-in-chief before I die. I never thought of that. that way. That's a good, good point. Good wow. point, man. I'll tell you. Because Hillary yeah. doesn't have to kill him. She can just control him, yeah. which is what Jill's job is. You know? And and if you watch what she's doing right now, she's talking real crap about him. Ooh. Real, real big time. She even wrote a book or something like that, but she is talking real crap about him and trying to, to, to do that. something in 2024. I was like, is, is Hillary talking to Republicans right now? Because she's saying what Republicans have been wanting she, to hear Republicans sure say. Is. Sure is. Sure <laughs> the sure right is. has wanted to hear Republicans say what Hillary Clinton is saying right now. So I'm and like, the Republicans are, down. they're busy taking care of what you said earlier. They're, they're busy trying to craft legislation how America first Republicans can't run for office anymore. That's the Republicans doing that. Yeah. Job security. Right. Exactly. They're, they're, they're at least in concert. Exactly, yep. because because the GOP, the GOP, not not MAGA GOP, the GOP. Oh, the guys knows. you showed on that on that video. Right, right, exactly, mm -hmm. and 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 the video, the video that I'm talking about. Is the president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress. President Trump is responsible for provoking the events of the day. The president's language and rhetoric crossed a line and it was reckless. The president needs to understand that his actions were the problem, not the solution. This is the cost of telling thousands of people that there is a legitimate shot of overturning the election. Just remember, just remember about these people. The, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. There's many more. <laughs> They don't want MAGA people in Congress. They don't want them. They don't want them. No. No, what it's like when Hollywood got mad at reality show series. What happened to um, Marjorie Taylor Greene? You know why it's taking them so long, really, to come out and say something? Because while they're in their rooms, they're saying, damn, whoo, man, we got her all. I mean, now, you know, we don't have to, to defend a whole lot of her stuff on Twitter because she ain't here. <laughs> 
That's it. I mean, th I mean, that's it's easy living when you have nobody to fight with. Right. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, and, we got to go. Huh? No. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Go, 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 go. You ready? Okay. Yes. Love you all. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. We are gone. Hope that y'all enjoyed Hutch oh, Bailey Jr. Well, one thing at Hutch Bailey Jr. I know how many people are watching on Getter. I can count. <laughs> so I expect to have 20,000 followers by the night. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Um, so, but, uh, we will be talking with you tomorrow. Tomorrow's January 6th. God, God bless you. You've been listening to the award-winning Wayne Dupree podcast. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We broadcast every Monday through Thursday from noon till one. You can download the podcast on most podcast platforms. And be sure to visit WayneDupree.com to stay up on breaking news, politics, and opinions you can trust. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank <laughs> you.